This is me, Chris Gilmore, back in the studio. Thanks for tuning in and listening. And um, during uh, during our lockdown and uh, stuff like that, I've been watching so much more YouTube videos, and uh, it's just given me a bit more inspiration. And it's given me a lot of time to really just. Um, Think about the way that we're conducting our business. How can we be more efficient in certain things? So I thought um, I, I've done a bit more research and uh, just really been diving into a little bit more. And I, I come up with a, um, uh, for today's topic on, on our podcast, this is episode 2010 uh, for 2020 actually. And um, this one is all about decisions because so like lately we've all had so many decisions to make. We all make decisions it's just part of life every single day. They say that we make thousands of decisions every single day. So it, it was sort of like, well, how can I speed up that process? How can we make it quicker? How can we not really dive into it too much and, and really use up so much energy in making decisions? Because some of them just, you know, they're irrelevant and uh, you could be better spending your time elsewhere. So look, there's a couple of things there, but you're probably familiar with FOMO. And that's short for fear of missing out. It's it's that feeling when uh, when you get when it seems like everyone is is doing something better than what you're doing right now. But there's another foe that you need to uh, to you need to worry about, and that's far more dangerous. And it's called FOBO, and it's actually short for fear of a better option. So you got FOMO and you got FOBO. So we're going to talk about FOBO, fear of a better option. So we live in a world of overwhelming choices and even decisions that used to be simple like choosing a restaurant or making everyday purchases are now fraught with over and endless technology. Okay. So and it's really just, you know, it's it's made the issue more pronounced. So if you want to go and buy a pair of shoelaces online, right? And I just picked shoelaces, so I'm looking at my boot. Um, you have to like pretty much sort through thousands of items and read through hundreds of reviews. And that's an, an outstanding amount of information to process by to just by really it's just two pieces of string that cost no less than your morning coffee. So chances that you've experienced FOBO when you've struggled to just choose one from a group of perfectly acceptable outcomes. It's a symptom of a culture which sees value in collecting and preserving as many options as possible. But you even might wonder why is it all so bad? It it seems so counterintuitive. Shouldn't it be a privilege to have so many good options to choose from? Well, the problem is FOBO induces such severe analysis paralysis that it can negatively impact both your personal and professional life. When you can't make decisions with conviction, you waste so much precious time and energy. But luckily, there is a way to overcome FOBO. And here's the secret. With any decision that you make, you first have to determine the stakes as this will form your decision-making strategy. When it comes down to it, you only really face three types of decisions in life. You got high stakes, low stakes, and no stakes. So let's start with no stakes decisions. These are the minor details of life. When there's never a correct answer, and in a few hours, you probably won't even remember making the decision in the first place. It's like a good example of this is choosing like what to watch on on. Netflix, you know, you've got so many shows on Foxtel and Netflix, Dan, YouTubes. It's really easy to get overwhelmed. Yet no matter what you pick, the consequences are basically, they're non-existent. So spending a few moments on the FOBO is just a massive waste of energy. You need to move on when it comes to the no stakes decisions. The key to it is basically just outsource them to the universe. For example, 
you can whittle down your choices to just two and then just flip a coin. Or you could try another personal favorite is just ask the watch. Assign each one of your choices to one half of the watch and then let the second hand tell you what to do. That brings us to low stakes decisions. Now these have consequences, but they're not earth shattering and there are plenty of acceptable outcomes. Many routine things like purchasing stationery, booking a hotel or choosing venues for conferences, you know, that's some of the stuff that I have to do sometimes. But, you know, they're, they're basically, you know, like they're low stakes in nature. Some thinking is required, but they're not make or break deliberations. And you probably will forget about them in a couple of weeks anyway. Here you can also outsource the decision making. But you want some critical thinking involved as there are some stakes. Like this time you'll outsource to a person. So set some basic criteria, someone to present some recommendations and then take their advice. Now that you've tackled low stakes and no stakes, you've created the time to make high stakes decisions. These are the things like which car should I purchase? Which piece of real estate should I purchase? Or which job should I take? Since the stakes are high and there are long-term implications, you want to get this decision right before before we get to work. Let's, let's establish a few principles around this to guide you through this process. So... First, think about what really matters to you and set your criteria accordingly. Second, gather all the relevant facts, making sure you collect data about all of the options so you can be confident that you are truly making an informed decision. And third, remember that FOBO by nature comes when you struggle to choose from a group of perfectly acceptable options. So no matter what you choose, you can rest assured that the downside is limited. Now, you have established some ground rules, the process can begin. Start by identifying a front runner based on your gut feel for that decision. Then compare each of your options head to head with the front runner one by one. Each time, choose the better of the two based on the criteria and move on to the other one. Now here's the trick to eliminating FOBO. When you eliminate an option, it's gone forever. If you keep returning to the start to discard options, you risk getting struck. Now repeat this process until you get down to one final choice. If you simply follow these simple systems, you'll end up with making a decision on your own. Now, on the rare occasion, and that this is only on rare occasions, that if you get stuck, you will outsource the final decision to a small group. But make sure that small group is of qualified people who you trust and who are equipped to provide you with the guidance on this particular topic. Engage with five or less, ideally an odd number is always my recommendation. An odd number of people so you have a tiebreaker if you need it. Now, if you have made your choice, one last challenge remains. You have to commit and I can't promise that you'll ever truly know if you've ever made the perfect decision. But I can tell you this, a significant percentage of people in the world will never have to worry about FOBO. Unlike the billions of people who have few options, if any, due to war, poverty, illness, where they live in any part of the world, you have plenty of opportunities to live decisively. You may not get everything you want, but the mere fact that you get to decide is powerful. In fact, it's a gift. So make the most of it. Worry about the things that you can control. Eliminate the things that you can't control and stop dwelling on the little things, whether that's in your personal life or in business. Make sure you outsource them. Make sure you just don't really care about them. And if they're high stakes, make sure you've got all the data and 
process every single bit so you know you can make that right decision. Pretty much in my business life, in, in most of the decisions that I make in business, they generally are always gut feels. Yes, I absorb the data, I collect the data, and I analyze the data, but it generally will always come down to a gut feel. So that is my little take on how you can make faster decisions. Thanks for listening. This is me, Chris Gilmore.